Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Penny Peep Show. There once was a slumber who had two kids. Their names were Bert and Maggie. Caught by the coppers, they then skipped town. Farewell to old Australia. Jumped on a boat, their dreams to float. All the way to London town. They got a plan, the rich to scam. They're cutting out the middleman, the shysters, Bert and Maggie. Our story begins outside the Cheshire Cheese. Once the haunt of fashionable ladies and gentlemen, and now the favoured stomping ground of our unsinkable heroes, Bert and Maggie. And this evening's outing sees them keeping some young company. Oh, Bert, look at him. Yes, I've seen him, Maggie. He looks like a proper little gentleman. I know, Maggie. In his little suit. Oh, I could cry. Just look at him, Bert. I do know what he looks like, Maggie. I bought the damn suit for him. Say thank you, little Willie. Thank you, Mr Bert. Yeah, well... And thanks for letting him come, Bert. Well, don't thank me. Thank that bloody policeman. Too many appearances without the apprentice apparent in tow, and we'll get ourselves in trouble. Now remember, little Willie, best behaviour, all right? Yeah. No nicking stuff. These are decent, law-abiding citizens that I'm trying to defraud, and I can't extract money from their wallets if you've already made off with the whole thing. Surely one or two couldn't hurt, Bert? No, these are business relationships. And remember what Ma always said about thieving. You seduce the guard, I'll grab the money and run? No. You kick him in the crotch, I'll stick the cash in my knickers? No, I'm, I'm talking about the thing she said all the time. How about, I hid it in my knickers and now... Now it's stuck. You're good with your fingers, aren't you, girl? That was hardly a daily saying. Oh, if these fingers could talk, Bert. I was talking about when she said, if you steal their hearts, you can steal from their wallets again and again and again. She was talking about her men. And I'm talking about these toffs. They love us, Maggie, and they are going to take us straight to the top. Look what they've done for us already. Me and little Willie are all dressed up in our suits, and that dress is proper nice. Yeah. You don't like it? Oh, it's not that I don't like it, but does the skirt have to be so big? It's a crinoline, Maggie. They are the height of fashion. Who says? Mrs Dippling says. And did she say it while lodged in a doorway? Maggie. I'm serious, Bert. I tried to put the kettle on the fire while wearing this and I damn near set myself alight. I must admit I twitch every time I see you near an open flame, but you've just got to be careful. All the society ladies seem to manage. Those silly bitches can't navigate their way from their front door to a carriage without a chaperone, a lady's maid and a dozen footmen. Surely you can manage a skirt, Maggie. Yeah, right. Come on, curtains up. Time for our grand entrance. Good evening, Mr. Von Liegenschwein. Miss Von Liegenschwein, welcome back. Good evening, Charlie. Watch it, Charlie. The usual salon has been set aside for you. But of course... Mr. Von 
Liegenschwein. Miss von Liegenschwein. You made it. Oh, like clockwork, Mrs. Dippling. Thrilled as always, Mrs. Dippling. I must say, you've quite the turnout this evening. Even my sister made it and she's barely time for anyone. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Sutton Spaulding. Good evening. Come, Jeremy, let's get seated. Just as you say, dearest. And do keep your eyes off that woman. They weren't on that woman. They weren't? Oh, well, see that they remain that way. Sir and Lady Hempworth have come too. Yo, von Liegenschweins. I trust we're in for another scandalous evening. Has Mrs. Nancy Mandrake arrived yet? No, she couldn't come because Mr. Mandrake was called away for business. Oh, is he still calling it that? <laughs> <laughs> You're the talk of the town. Good evening, von Liegenschweins. Hello, Mr. Dippling. A pleasure as always. Isn't it just... I see you've brought a young nipper with you. Yes. May I present our young apprentice, Mr. William... What's his surname? I don't know. What's your surname, little Willie? Twist. What? Twist. Mr. William Twit, apparently. Oh, that's unusual. It sounds Dutch. Does it, darling? I think so, darling. You are clever, darling. Oh, uh, yeah, this is our new Dutch apprentice. And doesn't he look smart in his little suit? Absolutely. You never say when I look smart in my suit, darling. If I did that, darling, I'd never stop. Oh, darling. <laughs> I must say, Mrs. Dippling, that your crinoline is very fetching, quite the height of fashion. Thank you, Mr. von Liegenschwein. Of course, I do rather avoid candles and the like for fear of catching fire, but one doesn't argue with the fashion pages. Oh, one doesn't? But can't one? No, one can. Seabird. But one probably shouldn't. <sighs> Perhaps we could get the show going. Absolutely. The table is ready and waiting. Clear the way. Crinoline's coming through. Keep up, little Willie. Yes, Mum. It's incredible, Maggie. What is, Bert? We have got the very toast of society buttering our bread, coming out to see us. Yeah, it's all right. Here we are. Goodness, so many people came this evening. There's not enough chairs for everyone. Ah, the burden of popularity. Is there room for one more? <gasps> well, look what the cat regurgitated on the carpet. Who's this weird biddy? This is Madame Alona. One of London's premier psychic mediums. We meet again, Mr. von Liegenschwein. Oh, sorry. One of London's former premier psychic mediums. It's been so long, Madame Milona. I trust you are well? Yes, it has been many weeks since I graced one of your gatherings. My social calendar has not been the same since the von Liegenschweins appeared. One can't invite every medium to every seance. I quite understand. Do not worry yourselves on my account. What brings you here this evening, Madame Ilona? I'm so glad you asked, Mrs. Dippling. I have not come alone this evening. Allow me to present to you Mr. Horatio Humphreys. Good evening to you all. <gasps> Mr. Humphreys is a recent acquaintance of mine. Good evening, Mr. Humphreys. Oh, my word, Bert, who is that? Uh, you heard the gypsy woman, Horatio Humphreys. But look at him, Bert. Look at the chin and those eyes. Steady, Maggie. And those shoulders. Oh, broad enough to sit on. All right. Broad enough to straddle. Keep your voice down. I'm just saying what every other woman in the room is thinking, Bert. Good to meet you, Mr. Humphreys. Tell me, sir, what do you do? I made my money on the railways. Fascinating. Did you make it yourself? The railways? No, the money. I inherited all mine. Well, half of it. The other half I married. Isn't that right, darling? What brings you to our little gathering? 
Mr. Humphreys? Mr. Humphreys was a client of mine. He came to my now humble lodgings with a tale of such sadness, such misery, that I knew I must help him. He told me of his dear departed fiancée, Maria Teresa dos Mentirosos. Your fiancée? How terrible! Yes, my heart is a broken one. And she left you alone? Quite alone. With no one in your life? No one. Free for the taking? I... what? Maggie! I remain unmarried, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, you poor, unmarried, single, attractive man! <sighs> Back to my story. Mr. Humphreys came to me, asking for a chance to speak to his beloved Maria Teresa. It seems fate conspired against the two of them, such that they did not even have the chance to say their last goodbye. How terrible! Poor Mr. Humphreys! And so I endeavored to give them this last goodbye, but it seems the task was beyond me. <laughs> Try as I might, there is a darkness that clouds Maria Teresa's tragic passing. Mr. Humphreys remains distraught. I resolved that his pain outweighed my own dignity, and so I promised to find him the help that I could not give him. And so you brought him to us. Exactly. For, as I told him, who better to help him reunite with Maria Teresa than London's finest spiritualists? Albert and Margaret von Liegenschwein. You simply must channel this poor man's poor dead fiancé. Yes, channel this Spanish-sounding lady immediately. Well, Mrs. Dippling, Mrs. Sutton Spaulding, this sounds like a challenge for my sister, Margaret. I'll do him, Bert. I mean, it. I'll have a chat to Maria Teresa dos Mentiri Roses. The name is Maria Teresa dos Mentirosos. It can be whatever you want it to be. We still don't have enough spaces at the table. I guess some people can just watch on. I'll have to be there. And so will Mr. Humphreys. So who else will? I will! I will! I will! No, you shan't, Jeremy. Go and fetch some more drinks. Very good, dear. <sighs> All right. Let's get on with it. I'll just get some more drinks too, shall I, darling? If you like. I'll see you in a moment, darling. Yes, yes. So, Mr. Humphreys, what can you tell us about Maria Teresa? Surely that's the point of a seance. Uh, quite right. How silly of me. I'm usually a very sensible person, Mr. Humphreys. We speaking to a dead girl or not? Oh, yes, of course. All right. Link hands, everyone. I thought we usually just put our hands on the table. Yeah, well, this time we're putting our hands in our neighbor's hands. Here, Mr. Humphreys. Take my hand. Maggie. I know what I'm doing, Bert. I know what you're doing too, and I am not in favour of it. Here you go. Oh, it's big, ain't it? Strong grip. I like a man with a big, strong grip. And I'll take your other hand, Mr Humphreys. I'm back with the drinks, darling. Not now, Philip. Oh. Oh, spirits, come to me. Fill me with your wisdom, spirits, and guide me so that I may give this gentleman some peace. Ooh, I sense something. A spirit approaches. A woman. She has dark hair and is of average height. Could this be Maria Teresa? Maria Teresa was a tall woman. Oh, she was just bending down to pick something up. It is a tall woman. There is a faraway look in her eyes of a love thwarted in its prime. The spirit approaches even now. She is standing at the table with us. Her cheeks are tear-stained. 
This is a spirit tormented by loss, but also with desire. I think I can feel her. Me too. Is that you, Maria Teresa? She is nodding. At the sound of your voice, Mr. Humphreys, a smile touches her lips. She's clutching her bosom. The thought that you are near fills her with hope. Oh, she's speaking to me. Yes, spirit. Oh, I, of course, spirit. She is asking if she may speak through me. Yes, spirit, I bid you enter me. <gasps> Hello, Horatio? Maria? It's me, Horatio. It's really me. Maria, you sound different. Where's your accent? It's this vessel. She doesn't have an accent. Leastways, not the accent you're expecting. Tell us, spirit of Maria Teresa, how did you pass? Tis cast in shadow. Grief has washed away the details of that fateful day. All that remains is my sorrow and my love for you, Horatio. Think, spirit. Concentrate. I'll spare you the pain of that, my dear. I know how she passed. It was not a year ago when she left the house on a bleak, wintry morning. Such was the cold that much of the stairs were covered in ice. Wear sensible shoes I had begged innumerable times, but no, Maria would not give up her flamenco heels, and it was on this morning that those very heels betrayed her. She slipped. <gasps> Did she break her neck on the stairs? No, she slipped off the stairs and onto the road, whereupon she was knocked down by a horse. <gasps> Which killed her? Not quite, but the mail coach that followed did. <gasps> yes. She was dragged forty feet before becoming tangled in the carriage wheel spokes and being flung through a plate glass window and into the front room of a funeral parlour. What an awful way to die! Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, but it was so quick for me, my darling. It's not my death that breaks my heart, but separation from you. Think not of that, Maria. Think of the good times we had together. Oh, my darling, I think of nothing else. Think of those evenings in Espana. Together in your father's vineyard. I think of those Spanish evenings most of all. How I miss you. How I miss your touch. Your kiss. Am I? Yes. Tell us more about these evenings. Yes, more. Yeah, I'm going to. When the sun was slipping down. Oh, good lord. I just hope she keeps it clean enough for the ears of society, ladies. Um, boss? What is it, little Willie? I got this for you, boss. A wallet? What did I bloody say, Willie? No thieving! Look inside! Why, there's barely a pound in here. Whose wallet is this? Oh, look, a business card. Horatio Humphreys, journalist, The Daily Tribune. <laughs> Seems our bereaved bachelor is a writer. Who'd have thought it? He said he did railways. What? He said he did railways! That's right, he did. But why would he say that if he's a journalist? Unless he's come here as part of an article. Where did that bloody gypsy go? Another, if you please, barman. Oi, Madame Alona. You are knocking those back like there's no tomorrow. One can only hope. Now listen, before you down another, tell me about this Mr Humphreys fellow. Do you like him? He's a very charming man. Yeah, a very charming newspaper man. Ha! How did you figure that out? So you knew then? Of course I knew. I'm not drinking this god-awful sherry from self-pity alone. No, 
I am toasting the demise of you and your vulgar sister. I don't understand. Since the doors of London's exclusive clubs became closed to me, I had to find my own way. With the likes of you channeling murderers and kings, there wasn't room for someone like me. People wanted a show. Spectacle. Yeah, and that's why they turned to the siblings von Liegenstein. I wanted to turn them back to me. So I tried it out. I channeled Napoleon Bonaparte. French accent and everything. The handsome Mr. Humphreys was in attendance. He came to me after the show to let me know that tomorrow I could expect to see my name in the papers denounced as a fraud. He'd made a note of every lie I had told and he would point each and every one of them out to his readers. I was ruined. That is until... Until what? I told him I could take him right to the most famous spiritualists in London. Get him a seat at their table. Get them to make fools of themselves. No one cares about me anymore. But they'll care when the von Liegenschweins become a laughingstock. Oh my god. <laughs> what are we going to do, little Willie? We've got to stop Maggie. We need a distraction. Quick, think. I can set fire to a crinoline. What? I can set the lady's skirts on fire. That's genius. Good thinking, little Willie. But whose? Do Maggie's. Wait, I'll need her unscorched. Um, I don't know, just pick someone. I would take you in my arms, press you onto the bed. And I would feel the warmth of your breath on my neck. And I'd plead for you, ache for you. Your fingers would tremble like a bride on her wedding night. And with your lips, you'd kiss my nerves away. And pluck from you your passions, release your fiery spirit. And drive me mad with desire. Oh, God, quite. I'm shocked. This is beyond salacious. I don't know. I rather like it. I can feel myself getting hot and bothered. I think, my dear, that's because you're on fire. What? Your skirts are on fire. Get away! What, Bert? Humphreys is a fraud. What do you mean? He goes around rooting out fake psychics. Oh, but we're fake psychics, Bert. Yeah, and you're having a post-life mid-coitus chinwag with his dead girlfriend. I'll give you a guinea if you can guess how genuine she is. Oh, this is bad, Bert. I know. What are we gonna do? I'll think of something, Bert. Are you sure? I reckon. Leave it to me. Is she all right? Just a few scorch marks. More's the pity. Should we get back to the seance? Perhaps we should do something else. Nonsense, Pip. I want to hear more about Mr. Humphreys and the exotic Maria Teresa. Yes, let's do that. Perhaps not. Mr. Humphreys? Now is as good a time as any for what I have to say. What have you to say, Mr. Humphreys? It is about my beloved Maria Teresa. The truth about who she is and who I am. Oh, Horatio, it is me, Maria. There is more that I would say to you. Don't embarrass yourself, my dear. Maggie, do something. I'm on it, Bert. Why don't you want to listen to Maria? The truth is that... <gasps> yes, Mr. Humphreys? <sighs> is he all right? Madam, your foot. What do you mean, my beloved? You've got your foot. Ah. Oh, oh, the table is rocking. A sure sign of the strong spirit present. There certainly is a lot of potent energy in the air. That's not the only place it's potent. I say, Mr. Humphreys is crying. Well, he's got tears coming out of his eyes, that's true. Get rid of them, Bert. What? I can only contain a man this way for so long. What way? Just get rid of everyone unless you want him to blab our secret. Uh, 
All right, uh, everyone out. What? Why? I am knowing in the ways of the psychic, and this kind of psychic link must be left alone without a whole bunch of nosy barkers looking in. So, uh, off you pop, if you don't mind. But I want to hear more about the Spanish evenings in the vineyard. Yes, I want more of that too. Well, go home and ask your husbands about them. Oh, yes. Darling, Pip, shall we? Shall we what? Let's go home, darling. If you like, darling. Oh, Yes, I like very much, darling. Jeremy, perhaps we could... Yes, Victoria? I... Oh, never mind. Let's go. I've never been set on fire before. That's a first. Yes, one doesn't know quite what to make of it. But one will certainly be telling everyone. Well, Mr. Humphreys, alone at last. Just you and me and Maria Teresa. <coughs> now, I'm going to extract the heel of my shoe. No sudden movements or you'll lessen your chance of children by 50%, all right? <coughs> there you go. All better. You shan't get away with this. You may have saved your reputation for this evening, but the article will follow. Look, Humphreys, you've got a pretty face, but not much in the head. You think my brother and I are going to be run off by a bunch of words? Well, you've got another thing coming. We ain't your typical society types. That's very clear. So if I see a single word printed about me or mine that I don't care for, then I'll come for you. And if I have to come for you, extracting my shoe is going to be more than the work of moments. Me and Bert, we're staying. London belongs to us now. You, madam, are no lady. I sure as shit am not, but I am wearing the hell out of this giant skirt. Now get out. Mind how you go, Mr Humphreys. He was moving quickly. But keeping his thighs apart, you'll notice. Well, we saved this evening, but who knows what he'll publish tomorrow. Don't worry, Bert. I've got a good feeling that Horatio Humphreys won't be any trouble. And did you have a good time at your first party, little Willie? Yes, Mum. Did he behave himself? Oh, he was as good as gold. Oh, I'm glad. Let's get out of here, Bert. I'm with you, Maggie. You... Madam Alona? Back for more. I don't know how you did it again, but if you think you're going to get away with it... We already have got away with it. For the last time, I promise you this, I will destroy you or my name is... (laughs) Right in the cock alley. Nice work, Maggie. Cheers, Bert. Let's hop a handsome cab and go home. Right you are. Yeah! (laughs) And so it seems Bert and Maggie have conquered London. Can anything stop the meteoric rise of the Ditchwaters? Want to hear more cracking, historically accurate Victorian adventures? Then keep an eye out for the return of Bert and Maggie. Bert and Maggie featured the voices of Lucy Clough, Kieran Davy, Ethan Dean, Matt Graham, Kyle Hunter, Alice Nilsson, Jacqueline Osorio, and Matthew Samer. Music composed and performed by Matthew Samer. Words by Kieran Davy. With special thanks to Robin Smith. 
Hello friends, creator of the podcast Kieran here. That was the season finale of Bert and Maggie. Don't worry, they will return. In the meantime, there will be a new show coming out. Keep an ear out for the trailer. I'm going to hit you with the usual. Remember to subscribe, rate and review. Contact us on Twitter, Facebook and email. Details in the episode description. Good feedback is hard to come by. We'd love to hear yours. New episode in two weeks. New show in a month. Until then, thanks again for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.